What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 9 of the Lukewarm Games Podcast, your source for unique perspectives on all things video games and pop culture. I'm your host, Luke Lewis, and today I'm once again joined by the queen of Animal Crossing herself, Claire Helmberger. How's it going, Claire? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Doing good. Excited to talk about comic books and games and movies. Indeed. Indeed. Today we will be discussing the recent DC Fandom event, including both the movie and game news that were showcased there. To kick things off, we're going to start by talking about the movies, and specifically the ones that had trailers attached to them, and kind of discuss our general impressions. Kicking things off, we're going to start with Wonder Woman 1984. What did you think of this trailer that we saw? So showcasing Gal Gadot, and of course we saw Kristen Wiig make her appearance as Cheetah, the villain of the film. I'm super excited for this movie. I think it looks awesome. I'm hoping that uh, they continue to lean into the general badassery of Wonder Woman's character. Um, And maybe we can avoid the weird third act like we had in the early Wonder Woman, the last Wonder Woman movie, where it was really, really good up until the very end. And then it got super weird. To give a little context, were you a fan of the first Wonder Woman movie? I loved the first Wonder Woman movie. I absolutely loved it, especially the first two-thirds of it. Um, I thought the last act kind of left a sour taste in my mouth with the movie overall. Like Without that act, the rest of it is absolutely stellar. But yeah. it kind of takes it down a little bit as a whole. I think Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman as a character is really powerful, and oh, yeah. I think she does a really great job in terms of like the fighting choreography, but also making you care about the character. Definitely. Um, where does the original Wonder Woman kind of rank in terms of your DCEU rankings? I kind of think it's at the top for me, um, mm-hmm. especially compared to a lot of the more recent ones that have come out right. of the universe. I think for me, it was definitely my number one until potentially Birds of Prey, which I really ended That's up true. enjoying. I just liked the, the comedic vibe and Margot Robbie is just really great as... Harley Quinn, and I think she got her time to shine, as opposed to David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Definitely. I also think that uh, Birds of Prey was like consistent with the tone throughout the whole movie. Right. So Which was, I would argue yeah. Wonder Woman was, too, until it until got mystical in that last section. Definitely. Professor um, Lupin from Harry <laughs> Potter, and he turns into like a god from mythology. Like It just doesn't really fit the tone of the rest of the movie that's Pretty right. somewhat grounded in this World War Two theme. Exactly. Or, I'm sorry, World War One theme. Correct, right? I believe so. Yeah. Um, and it, the whole movie just kind of felt like she was a super being, but she was in our world. Right. And then at the very and end, it was kind of fun to see her like change. experience like somewhat modern culture for the first time. Of yeah. like, what's this? So oh, like walking around London and all that, and the shopping scene and like different things. Yeah. So I'm. I'm excited for this movie. So getting into the trailer for 1984, what were some standout moments for you that like kind of spoke to you? I uh, think that when she's swinging from lightning strike to lightning strike on her lasso, that's a really cool Everything visual. with the lasso looks awesome. It does. And the way it's glowing. And yeah, I agree. That was really cool. I was really excited to see Kristen Wiig as kind of this villain character. Yeah. Because I think... We don't always think of her as a dramatic actor, but I remember she was in The Martian with Matt Damon and kind of played a more serious role. And like she has acting chops, so I'm interested to see her kind of take on this more like dark toned character. Yeah, definitely. Me too. And all of the fight choreography with her once she like transforms into Cheetah and then Wonder Woman has her gold armor. It looks like 
visually very striking. It looks very cool. It looks like this one is going to be uh, quite a different tone than the first one, just because she... Wonder Woman herself has been integrated into this mm-hmm. world for a while. And um, maybe the, the humor of how does this world work is going to come from um, Steve, who seems to have come back from the past. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So Chris Pine's character, Steve Trevor, who died at the end of the first one, kind of sacrificing himself to save everybody, is now alive. And I assume we're going to establish like how he's alive, but he's just kind of back and I guess we're rolling with it. Well, wasn't there, there was that voiceover who I'm assuming is the villain saying, I can give you what you desire. And it seems, oh, it seems like. So you think it might be like an eye for an connected eye sort to of that, But of... then also um, Kristen Wiig's character, what she, she gets what she desires to and be, gets to evolve into this. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You could be right. That's my speculation, at least. Yeah, and it was interesting kind of seeing how the tone of this one has shifted just mm-hmm. being set in the 80s as opposed to back in World War One. you know, neon colors, the fashion has shifted. This one seems to be placing more of an em- emphasis on kind of quippy humor. And yeah. it all didn't land for me necessarily. Like, there was the joke where... Steve Trevor, Chris Pine's character, was talking about how, like, he'll lose him in the airplane, and then she's like, oh, yeah, there's something I have to tell you. Like, they have radar now. You know what I mean? Oh, it's the future. Things like that. Didn't necessarily hit, but I think the action definitely hit for me, and I do care about these characters, so that's kind of the biggest thing for me. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think that they are leaning more into the, uh, like, traditional superhero movie vibe with just, like, the, the colors and the action and the fact that everyone is... Um, fully superhero. Um, I'm not sure exactly how to say what I'm trying to say, but uh, in the first movie, she was um, she was an Amazon, like, right? She was an Amazon coming into the world, and until the end, there wasn't a whole lot of like super beings. She's being like involved. a vigilante now, like that's right. like her, yeah, right? And I there's a super saying, villain, yeah. um, and we know who that villain is, and also the whole thing throughout the movie. This is more of a traditional comic book right, setup. That's what of, I was like, going to say. Good versus yeah. bad hero coming of age. Not coming of age, but in a sense, like, rising to the occasion. Because right. in, in the first movie, um, she was convinced that Ares, the god of war, was causing all this trouble. Right. But no one really believed her, and we as the audience weren't quite sure if that's what really was going on. Because it's World War One. It's a story we all are familiar with from our own history. Um, so it kind of uh, challenged that. I think in this movie, we, we are going to um, have that, like you were saying, more traditional comic book setup. Yeah, and as we're thinking about the story setup and what we've seen so far of the characters, kind of what questions do you still have about the movie that you feel like haven't been answered? I don't have any questions about the movie that I don't feel like will be answered by the movie itself. Like, I'm not wondering what I... I don't think there's anything I need to know to be sold to go see this movie. That's um, fair. I'm willing to wait to see the movie to have my questions answered. It's those kinds of questions. What yeah, about you? my only thing is I want some specification of how... Steve Trevor is alive just because I felt like his death was a meaningful moment and kind of fleshed out her character arc of like, this is why I need to be a hero as Wonder Woman in the first movie. So I kind of want clarification over how he's alive, but I have to imagine they'll address that. So like you said, at this point, so sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say my hope would be that they would um, address it in a way that lets his death in the first movie be still continue to be meaningful and i'm also wondering if um his existence will be fleeting because he's clearly not still around in the justice league time well i guess i just i still want there to be stakes you know what i mean i think that was the interesting part of the first movie is like oh her lover her love interest of the movie died that's like 
you know, you didn't necessarily expect to see that in the origin story of this hero, but, like, it gave some weight to everything that was happening, and I think if they, like, retcon that, it's kind of like, oh, well then, what's this, what what are the stakes for Cheetah and Kristen Wiig's character and the villain of, like, what she could do to this world, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Hmm. So what are your kind of anticipation levels for this one? It's it's delayed indefinitely at this point. We would have seen it in June had coronavirus not taken over the world, but... I'm super excited, and from what I've heard, I think it's slated to come out potentially in October of this year still. Um, wasn't in the, Isn't that in talks? Maybe it will be released over streaming services? This one, Patty Jenkins has been pretty open about the fact that she wants it to open in theaters, okay. and she's not going to put it in streaming services, just because of the scale of the movie and how it is this like blockbuster epic that should be seen on a big screen, similar to Tenant, similar to Black Widow, kind of what we've heard. Maybe it's coming out elsewhere in the world. Potentially. Soon. But we're kind of seeing a sea change with that, like with Disney's Mulan opening next week on Disney+. Plus. I think that'll be kind of the litmus test for if people are willing to pay for these movies at home. We might see that change. I would have to imagine, you know, depending on when all of this gets cleared up, we'll see the movie as soon as theaters are safe to open again. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of news this week of news outlets that review films refusing to review movies like Tenant that are and new mutants that are releasing in theaters because they don't believe it's safe to go to theaters so they're trying to kind of speak with their platform and encourage movie distributors to put things out on streaming services so that citizens are safe which i thought was kind of a striking conversation yeah for sure that's really interesting yeah what what do you, do you have any thoughts on that subject as far as like the morality of whether or not to review the movies or to go to the theaters while it's still kind of dangerous to do so i appreciate that they're using their platform to make a statement about how they feel about it i think that at least for us here now i wouldn't go to a theater i don't think it's safe to go to theaters all all of our theaters are still closed around here but i guess like hypothetically if you lived in the uk do you think you would go if they were open or like if they were open you know what I'm saying? I think if the cases were low enough in my area to where I didn't expect there would be anyone in my theater who could possibly have COVID, I would go. Um, but I'm not sure but what that looks like over there. And that's a the yeah. world we're living in. And know? I know other countries have this thing way more under control than we do here For in the sure. U.S. So it'll be interesting to see the lasting implications of COVID on the movie industry that we've already seen kind of ramifications with this shift to streaming platforms. For sure. All right, moving right along. Um, Next, we're going to talk about James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie. So kind of a reboot of the Suicide Squad franchise after we saw in 2017 David Ayer's Suicide Squad. We saw a trailer kind of featuring the character reveals of who each actor is playing in the movie, as well as saw a little behind-the-scenes footage of the filming of this movie. What did you think of this one, Claire? I thought this was really interesting, but I still wanted to see a cinematic trailer. What did you think? Yeah, I was kind of with the with you. Um, I enjoyed getting to see like official confirmation of like who was playing who and like seeing the full cast roster. I think they have quite a star-studded cast. Like it's really exciting to see like Idris Elba and Margot Robbie and John Cena. I thought it was striking how, if you remember in the first Suicide Squad movie, Viola Davis played Amanda Waller as Margot Robbie also played Harley Quinn and they're reprising their characters in this new one, even though it is a reboot. But I was thinking that they did such a good job with their characters and were definitely the best part of the movie that I am kind of excited they're bringing them back. Yeah, for sure. 
Because I wouldn't want to see somebody else play Harley Quinn because I think Margot Robbie did nail it. And now that she has the chance with like a really proper script behind her, I think we'll see something really interesting with this one. Yeah. And she was also really great in Birds of Prey too. So I am... Right. And she's had some time to kind of flesh out that character and make it her own. Yeah. I'm definitely excited to see more of her in that role. What did you make of like the vibe of the movie and like the costumes and like the kind of goofier characters what did you what did you think i think it's difficult to say just based on what we've seen so far and how it was like the sort of behind the scenes documentary trailer which sometimes the vibe of those is different than the vibe of what's being filmed itself but from what we've seen i think it i like how it's leaning more into the zaniness of the idea mm-hmm. i think part of the the last movie's problem was it took itself too seriously right I agree, and I I think the goofiness will benefit the movie. Like, there's that line in the the behind-the-scene footage where John Cena describes his character Peacemaker as a douchey Captain America. (laughs) He's like, got it. Nailing it. And he has this, like, metal helmet, and he looks really stupid, but, like, it's funny. And I think James Gunn bringing that level of, like, Guardians of the Galaxy comedy to this, like, fucked-up comic book world of anti-heroes, like, I think that's really interesting. I think it's, I, I'm hoping that it's what this story needs to really make it shine and stand out, especially because there is that, you know, running joke that movies in the DC universe are just super dark. Right. Well, and there's that cool line, I forget which cast member says it, but he's essentially describing the Suicide Squad reboot as a 1970s war film right. with like an injection of James Gunn writing and humor. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm on board for that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, definitely. It sounds really cool. Yeah, so I'm. I think they've wrapped production on this movie, and they're you know kind of in the post production editing stage. So hopefully, we'll see this movie in 2021. I think at this point, now which is the plan? Which was the movie that was only 25 percent complete? That was the film? Batman, and we'll That's get to right. that okay. here in a little bit. But um, I don't know why I had thought in my head that that was this one. I think I got them mixed up. Frankly, based on what they showed, it would make more sense that that was this one because. I was surprised based on how much they filmed of Suicide Squad that we didn't see like a cinematic trailer. But then on the other hand of Batman, I felt like we saw more of the movie itself and the world. Yeah. If that makes sense. And like the story set up too. I'm sure that's purposeful. And I was wondering because in that little featurette, someone said, don't get too attached. And I wonder if they're almost going to do a Deadpool 2 thing where like a lot of the characters just aren't as much in the movie as you think they're going to be. And that's why they don't show very much. I was thinking there's definitely like this cast list is huge. Like just going through a little bit of it. We have like we said, Idris Elba is Bloodsport, Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn, John Cena is Peacemaker, um, going down, Sean Gunn as Weasel, which will be a lot of fun, Nathan Fillion, who I love, is playing TDK, Peter Capaldi mm-hmm. from Doctor Who Super is excited the for Thinker, that one. which is Davidson. really fun, M- Pete Davidson, who's hilarious, Michael Rooker, like the variety of the stars in this one, um, Juan Diego Bota is El Presidente Luna, who's a very like funny character. That I've seen some interviews with him. He's really cool. But yeah, it's just like a really diverse selection of people in terms of like their background and the types of movies that these actors have done. But I definitely agree with you that I think this cast is so big for a reason that like we're going to see some stakes and like a lot of these characters are going to die or like not be involved in the story. You know what I mean? Like we have 
a, a lot of side content. It might be like, like a Hunger Games or something. Potentially. I, I think, well, and that war movie angle too makes me think right. that as well. I'm thinking that uh, for this movie to really shine, they're going to have to flesh out the characters and make us really care about them, which I think the last Suicide Squad movie really didn't do very much for anyone except for Harley Quinn. Right. Um, so I think that, uh, yeah, if it might be too ambitious to try to flesh out all these characters. They're probably just going to have to focus on a few characters. Although we have, we saw in guardians of the galaxy one, how quickly you got invested in all of the characters. Well, And how quickly you can establish like exposition and background for Mm -hmm. characters. Like you said, with guardians of the galaxy, which we watched recently, the scene where they do like the mug shots and it just gives you a quick after they're arrested. yeah, Yeah. It just gives you a quick, like little informational blurb about each character and you're in. Right. So I think there James Gunn is definitely capable of doing that with this cast of characters. And I think the level of like charisma and comedy could easily make me invested. And we'll talk more in this episode about the Suicide Squad game from Rocksteady and how kind of that tone is also kind of influencing my opinion of this movie in a good way. Mm-hmm, for sure. Cool. Um, anything else to add about Suicide Squad? Not at the moment, just that I'm excited yeah, to know I think more. We're both pretty excited to see more of this one for sure. Um, moving right along, onto the infamous Snyder Cut. What a weird song choice. What that's a, my like first that's number your one first, impression. That's your first impression, yeah. Hallelujah. Not what I would have chosen. Um, also, that cover of it in particular was very Here's odd. the thing. As a longtime DC fan from childhood... If you look on my Twitter, I have a picture of me and my uncle, and I'm wearing a Superman pajama set that has a cape. I am a diehard DC fan. I've always wanted a live-action DC Justice League movie akin to Marvel's Avengers, and I was so disappointed. So disappointed by the 2017 Justice League. So... I was optimistic when going in to see this trailer, but I think Tim Gettys of Kind of Funny said it the best on Twitter where he said, it doesn't look worse, it doesn't look better, it just looks different. Which I kind of tend to agree of like, there's nothing about this trailer that's like, oh, they nailed it, they got it this time, like, this is it. But there was also nothing like overtly offensive about it either? Well, how did you feel, Claire? I don't know. I'm not saying it was like offensive, but I feel like the choice to have it, it just wasn't be good. We can the, say that just to have the song over various clips and shots from the movie. There also wasn't really a through line. There wasn't a through line. It was just like it was like a mishmash of different ideas, and it kind of it kind of just felt like the entire thing was like, yeah, we're gonna release this. It's gonna be better. We we know you wanted it. You complained. Have you you're enjoyed gonna get it. any of Zack Snyder's previous? works um give me a couple so he did like man of steel he i did, like man of steel you know, we, we i think we both generally like man of steel we thought it had a lot of potential right kicking off the universe we saw batman versus superman on our first date four years ago i didn't think it was terrible but it definitely could have been a lot better S- agreed um he did the watchman movie i think that came out in 2009 mm-hmm. i don't know if you saw that one I didn't see actually that one. pretty good honestly and i think that's what kind of made dc be like here's the keys to the castle create this entertainment universe for us mm-hmm. and we're not gonna like check in with you you know what i mean so like it, it was it was an interesting movie and i think it was a well done movie so like obviously Zack snyder knows how to make a movie right cinematically his 
shots are very impressive, like the layout of everything. The story is usually where it loses me. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a friend who like makes fun of me with the clip Martha, Martha from Batman versus Superman because it's like, it's so absurd. Right. Like, what is this movie? And then unlike the MCU, I feel like each of the origin films with the exception of Wonder Woman doesn't really earn me caring about any of the characters. Right. And so getting into Justice League, it just felt very half-baked and it felt very unearned. Whereas like Avenger, right. the first Avengers felt like, holy shit, we, we earned this. We watched all the solo movies. We care about and then, all these characters. And we care about all these characters. And it made it this like significant thing. But I just, I want to feel that with this movie and I don't. And I don't know if this four hour, we haven't touched on that, but this four hour cut of this movie that I really didn't like is going to salvage that. But am I going to watch it? Absolutely. Of course. Am I going to watch the whole thing? Yes. I got to know. Are you going to watch them as they come out or are you going to wait till they're all out? So you mean the mini series? Right. Well, because they said they're releasing it in hour chunks. Is that, so that's how they're doing it with the mini series. It says. So it's like an event. Okay. I, I was under the impression that it was. It'll debut in four hour long chunks on HBO Max in 2021. This is from IGN. Oh, I misinterpreted interpreted that because i thought it was going to be a four-hour cut and there was like a docu-series type thing on top of it but that makes a lot more sense um will i watch it as they come out yes i will and then again as a whole unit or that will be determined (laughs) if if it's good sure but if it's uh, what i kind of expected to be i don't know the fans have willed this into existence and we're gonna see what kind of has happened with it yeah. and on top of this we, we don't have a lot to say about it but at dc fandom they also talked about ezra miller's flash movie so that he's getting kind of a solo film spinoff from this and they confirmed that ben affleck as batman will appear in this movie huh which was striking to me because there's been so much back and forth over the years of ben affleck's in as batman ben affleck's out as batman he doesn't want to do it he wants to do it he doesn't want to do it he hates it he became an alcoholic because of these movies like all this back and forth and it's like why just cut your ties like i know stop trying to make these characters who like don't even give a shit about being in the movie like what are we doing Well, that was the thing in justice league you could just tell he didn't care about being there Well, even in the cut the scene that they cut where batman's like we're in this together, you know, and he's given like the motivational speech about why everything matters. It's the tone of it is still Batman being like, I guess we're, I guess I'm acting here. I guess I'm Batman still. I'm going to fuck. I need a drink. Like, it's just so. No. Yeah, for sure. It's cringy. And and there were still cringy moments in this trailer that I was like, I, mm, I just don't know. Yeah. How do you feel about the Ezra Miller flash? Like, are you excited that that movie exists or? Um, I really liked the first season of The Flash show on the CW. I didn't keep watching it. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would like a movie with that. With Grant Gustin. Yeah, with that Barry. Um, but in Justice League, I just did not connect with Ezra Miller's Flash. Pretty much at yeah, all. So. And it's one of those things where he didn't really get a lot of screen time in any of the movies. So... I'm interested to see if he can win us over because I like Ezra Miller as an actor. Like I'm thinking of his character in like Perks of Being a Wallflower. Right. Like he's a very charismatic and charming actor, but I have yet to be kind of won over with his Flash. Yeah, same. Yeah, that's Maybe fair. this movie will change that. Maybe he'll do a really good job and it'll, right. it'll be really solid. And maybe, who knows, maybe there's more screen time to be seen in the Snyder Cut. True. Two that could potentially change our mind. Yeah, we will have to see. 
Um, on to next, we have Black Adam, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We got kind of a cool animated trailer of this one about kind of building up the world and the mythos surrounding Black Adam. What did you think of this one? I thought the way that the the trailer was cut and how, you know, just the art design of it was really interesting. And I'm definitely intrigued to know more about the story. It makes me think that the movie hasn't been, um, not that much of it has been filmed. Which makes sense because it's not coming out till next December. Um, but it just kind of seemed like it was more of a teaser than it was letting us know really yeah. what the movie is all about. It's kind of strange though because I generally feel like with this kind of movie, we would have a trailer, like a, a live action trailer by now if it's a little more than a year out. I think they're just, they're choosing to show us what they're showing us. And then maybe when it gets closer to being released, they're going to reveal a little bit more. Like maybe they have that stuff filmed, but not saying they don't have it filmed. They also confirmed in a press release that Black Adam will be facing off against the Justice Society of America, which includes Adam Smasher, played by Noah Santaneo, of, if you remember from all, to all the boys I've loved before, oh, fame. Oh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was kind of a fun cast i don't know yeah he's he, he could be a, a i could see him and the rock having a good banter i'm generally excited for this movie i i, I i'm kind of a, a rock apologist his movies are kind of my guilty pleasure of just like they're fun they're popcorn movies they make me laugh there's oh, yeah. epic action and he's just a good dude yeah he's a very wholesome person yeah so i'm excited to see this movie and him kind of get introduced into the dceu and i think the exposition of the justice society of america could be quite interesting alongside hawkman and dr fade and cyclone and these different characters that we haven't seen in a live action movie yeah for sure i think that'll be really interesting um and anyway like i I i was saying earlier i don't think that it's that they haven't filmed very much i think that they're just choosing to kind of um let us get a little bit closer to release let us get through some of the other things that are coming out in the meantime and then give us more information i also think it's one of those things of like since everything's a little indefinite right now because of covid they don't want to show everything they have to show and kind of like burn out their marketing campaign right yeah if that makes sense because like i don't want to see the same tenant trailer until Trent Tennant comes out in the U.S. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to see Tennant, so they can kind of slow that roll. And I feel like with most of these DC films, it's kind of the same. Right. Well, and showing us... And I us... think if we see a live-action trailer in, say, six months before it comes out in December of next year... Yeah, that would make sense. I think... Next sh- summer, maybe we see a trailer of this. I think showing us the artwork trailer that they did also make it makes it stand out from the other things they showed, and so it doesn't get lost in the noise as much. For sure. All right, moving on to the last of the films that we'll be discussing. We didn't touch on Aquaman 2 just because the panel mostly just confirmed its existence and they have yet to start filming because of COVID. And they've talked about how the movie will kind of take more of a serious tone. I just wanted to touch on that as well as they announced there is a new Static Shock comic calming along with a potential movie. I'm a huge Static Shock fan, so very excited to see the return of that character in any form. Um, what about you, Claire? Uh, I don't have much experience um, with that character, uh, so that announcement um, didn't really uh, do anything, do anything for, for me. Yeah. I would love for you to check out the old cartoon that I watched growing up of Static Shock, because the vibe is just a ton of fun. Nice. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Okay, moving on to our final movie, let's talk about Matt Reeves' The Batman. 
Oh my gosh, this trailer looked amazing. Yeah. What, what did you think? It looks really cool, and I I was surprised, now that I'm remembering how I reacted when I heard about it, I was surprised to hear that they're only 25% um, through filming, because it does seem like they have a, like a full movie ready to go whenever... It seemed like they showed exactly what they wanted to show. Like, it was yeah. a very curated trailer, but... Everything from just the dark tone of this movie and kind of leaning into that detective noir style. Um, I wanted to also mention that we're pulling kind of information about all these trailers additionally too from an IGN article by Matt Adler if you need a more in-depth recap of each trailer. But just so cool, this trailer. It just exudes style. I think Robert Pattinson, initially I was so apprehensive about him playing Batman, but I'm really sold on what he's doing with this kind of younger Bruce Wayne. After watching HBO shows like Big Little Lies, I'm totally sold on Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Definitely. Jeffrey Wright as um, Detective Gordon. I just think they're doing really interesting things with casting, and the writing looks so cool. Yeah, it looks like they're really, they have their vision for what they want. They're breaking away from what the Dark Knight um, did, and they're going to do their own thing. And it looks like they, this movie knows what it is or knows what it's going to be. And I'm super excited to see the final product because it looks awesome. Yeah, me too. I can't, I think I can honestly say that I haven't been as excited for a superhero movie outside of the MCU since the Dark Knight. And this gives me like reaching that level vibes from this trailer what what, do you think that's an outlandish statement what do you think i don't know if i would go that far um but i did think it looked really cool and i am really optimistic about what it's going to do for the story and i think that this this is definitely the most excited i've been to see a trailer for a batman movie since the dark knight including the dark knight rises well i i think i just mean like it has the potential to be that good which i feel like we haven't had a dc movie hit in that way since the dark knight you know what i mean right. that could even potentially be that good yeah because this movie just looks like a good film like mm-hmm. there's this always this big argument with superhero movies of like they're fun movies but are they excellent cinema are they well-made movie you know what i mean is there an things interesting like story through is there an line? interesting story through line or is it just the same how old? is it shot things like that this looks like a well-made film in addition to being a really interesting Batman story. Yeah, it definitely looks like the story is leaning in the right direction of not just being another cookie-cutter superhero movie where there is a bad guy and the stakes are set up and then Batman has to go kick some ass. Like, there is, it looks like, a substantial mystery to be solved and a lot of, kind of intrigue. Well, and the way so they introduce the Riddler yeah. with the duct tape on the man's face and they introduce us to Penguin, but he's almost a real person, less of a kind of a cartoonish vibe that we got from Batman Returns with Danny DeVito back in the day, like Mm. a very different tone in that sense. Um, Like Catwoman's costume feels very, you know, who knows if we'll get more of a real comic book cartoon realized costume within the movie, but like feels very grounded. Mm -hmm. Everything feels very grounded in an interesting way, which I think is cool. But also stylized. Yeah, yeah, but in like a cool Batman year one, but then also drawing on like Batman Begins with like, the the red and black overtones and things like that with mm-hmm. that throughout the trailer and also to compare this one directly to the Snyder cut I thought this song choice with Nirvana was excellent yes and added to the tone of the movie for sure 
Whereas, like we said, Hallelujah just seemed it out of totally place. Like detracted this, from the, the trailer. music worked together in this trailer really, really well. It did. This is also the first trailer I feel like in a while that the first day I saw it, I watched it like five times. And then the next day I showed it to you and I showed it to your brothers and I watched it like five more times. So like, I've, I haven't felt the need to do that with a trailer in a long time. And so it was cool to kind of have that level of anticipation for the movie. So with that being said, kind of what is your anticipation level for this movie? Um, I'm really excited for this movie. Uh, I feel like I'm kind of tempering my expectation level a little bit just because of how far away it is. Like mm-hmm. if it was, if this was coming out in a couple of months, I would just be so thrilled and super excited to see it. I mean, I'm kind of like, okay, we got to calm down a little bit. It's going to be a while, um, but it looks super cool. So uh, COVID aside, I'm really excited for when this comes out. It looks awesome. And, you know, a part of me wonders if they're going to integrate this Batman into the cinematic universe in the wake of Ben Affleck no longer playing Batman in future films, and then maybe there's a Justice League 2, and we can yeah. just kind of maybe expand and redo right. what's well, happened. And I was thinking along those same lines after we saw The Joker mm-hmm. last year of how great of a film that was outside of the DCEU, and I almost would prefer having the dc movies kind of be these standalone products of like we have this robert pattinson potentially trilogy or we have the joker movie or we have these movies that are just really well-made films in this expanded universe rather than these movies that have to interact with each other in kind of a not super well organized way I would you know rather, I, mean? I would definitely rather see really solid standalone films for each of these characters than them trying to do Avengers and just like. Fan. That's where I'm at. Like, I would rather have them do movies akin to the Batman. And I love, I, I like the Wonder Woman movie, and I think this new one looks cool. So, like, they could keep that, but you know what I mean? But, like, generally speaking, like, make good movies first and then use those good movies to build the universe rather than trying to shoehorn this universe into itself you know what i mean yeah like, definitely. i feel like dc is trying totally to force you. it but it's like if you're not going to do what marvel is doing then just do your own thing yeah and either, make it good either you know copycat marvel perfectly and make some really solid justice league films by doing exactly what marvel has done mm-hmm. or do your own thing and don't try to live a marvel shadow and then just like right end up being like the knockoff Disney I want movie. <laughs> quality over quantity For at sure. this point. And I think the Batman is definitely going in that direction. I wanted to touch on the fact that currently the movie is slated for October 1st, 2021. So we are definitely a ways out from that. And as we said, they're currently only 25% into filming because they had to shut down production in March due to COVID-19 restrictions. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, at what point again. they can resume full-time right. film full-time production if that allows them enough time to finish the movie i would rather have them delay the movie and have it be as good as this trailer than rush right. anything but we also didn't talk a lot about the director of this movie matt reeves having previously done the new planet of the apes trilogy what did you think of those movies claire i never saw the middle one but i really liked the outer too Oh, right. I think because we started dating when the third one came out. So I, I took you to that one. But Right. And you showed me the first one. For yeah, some we should go back and watch the second one because I, I think the, the tone of it is really striking. And just the way he makes you care about all the characters, you know, Caesar and the other apes, like you care about all these monkeys. Right. Which in is a way. totally I'm... a twist on uh, the original Planet of the Apes. Right. Which like didn't have that same like you rooted more for the humans. 
in that movie, which I think speaks to how interested I am in the Batman, because if he can make the apes kind of appealing characters, what can he do with the Riddler and Penguin and Catwoman and these kind of iconic superhero characters that we've grown up with? Right. Yeah. So, and cinematically speaking, I think all three of those movies are really stunning. So we see that in the trailer. Um, We also didn't touch on the vehicles that we see in this one, the motorcycle, we see the Batmobile that has this really cool, I heard Nick Scarpino and kind of funny compare it to like Mad Max of like just the body of the car is really unique in a way that looks really visually striking. And as we said before, the way the movie plays with the color palette of the red and black and this dark over overtones is really interesting to me yeah for sure i really like where they're going with it um i think it'll be interesting to see how COVID affects the timeline just because if you're only 25 percent done with the filming you know it's hard to get you know an entire crew of people right. working in close proximity until i heard this is recently all jurassic until... world 3 has just resumed production in the uk so i'm not sure where the batman is filming um depending on that that's true. That might influence it. If they all go film in Vietnam, they'll, uh, they haven't had any new cases for a while, so they'd be good to go. But then, you know, maybe they want to put them in a pod like the like the um, baseball teams. Oh, <laughs> just I, so- just, I just fact-checked it. And they are actually are filming in the UK. They are in the UK. So that could potentially help their favor in terms of resuming production sooner just because it does seem like things are opening up It's a little better under control over there. Well, and I just mean because they're opening film sets and movie theaters are open and different things so yeah they still have to get the people who are going to be working on that production to the uk to the uk which which they aren't allowed to do (laughs) right now yeah that's true um yeah so we'll just have to see like everything else that has to do with this covid thing but at the end of the day very excited for this film Mm -hmm. and i can't wait to see more for sure All right, now switching things up, we're going to move into some DC games that were shown off at DC Fandom. To kick things off, we're going to talk about WB Montreal's long-anticipated title, Gotham Knights. So we saw a pretty lengthy gameplay demo and a cinematic trailer depicting kind of the early story, the playable characters, and the co-op systems of the game. What were your initial impressions, Claire? I thought this looked super fun. I'm super excited for this. I think it looks really cool. I like that we can play the entire game in two-player co-op together or single-player. Um, and I think just the, the style of it, the style of the character design and the powers it looks like you get to use for each of the characters. I'm just, I'm sold. How did you, what did you think? Yeah, I was really excited for this one. I loved the Arkham series a lot, and I think WB Montreal is a stellar developer, and they told a really interesting story with Arkham Origins. Um, I'm excited to see them explore kind of the Court of Owls timeline that we get hinted at at the very end of the trailer. so (laughs) creepy. It's so spooky, but like that organization is so interesting, and like they have so much to lend to the world in terms of like the villain of this game i love the concept that batman is dead right and his successors of the red hood robin nightwing and batgirl are like taking over the mantle in their different ways and their different play styles and whatnot looks visually stunning um i think in terms of the gameplay there was some striking differences between the arkham games in terms of like we saw like numbers popping off of the enemies so it seems like there's going to be somewhat more of an rpg angle to Mm -hmm. the game of leveling up your character yeah i was happy to see that it's just two-player co-op or single player and not so much of a games as a service title as like we have with avengers 
it seems like this is the game, the single player narrative game that people want. Yeah. But you can take a friend with you along for the ride in a meaningful way. Yeah, I think that's that's really cool. Um, I think that was a complaint that I had with Avengers for sure. Is that it seems like the game is so much more fun when you can crew up with people, squad up with people online. Um, mm-hmm. Being able to play this as someone who doesn't have a whole lot of online video gaming friends to play with, or mm-hmm. who just doesn't particularly enjoy that kind of gaming, I think this this definitely seems like it has what I want from this kind of game. I'm excited the option is there, but I'm inevitably more excited that i think it is centered around the single exactly player experience. your experience so, won't be lesser if you choose to play it that right. way right and i think it could be really fun to jump on with you or one of our other friends of you know i'm batgirl and they're playing as robin or you're playing as nightwing and like playing as the different characters together and coming up with like interesting combat scenarios and strategies have they said you can do local split split scene there's no way Queen. There's no way with this type of game, especially running on next gen. Right. I think if we were going to play it together, we could probably... Because they have announced that the game will be on PS4 and PS5. So okay, like, so we that's could how probably, we can do it. <laughs> potentially assuming those play with each other. Although they might could, not, depending on... At that point, we'll have to play it by ear and see. But it would be a really fun one to play together. For sure. Yeah. How did you, what did you think about this game in terms of the debate of does making a game available on current gen and next gen um, hold it back? What do you think about that with, with what we've seen in this game so far? Um, personally, I think you kind of always have to see this to an extent at the beginning of any console generation. Um, developers who are developing these AAA titles want to make their money on a platform that has a huge install base with current gen consoles of Xbox One and PS4. Mm-hmm. But that being said, they are interested in pushing the technological envelope with new gen consoles and seeing what they can do. So I think this is an example of trying to strike a balance. I've seen some people say like this game would look more stunning if it wasn't on current gen systems, which is probably true. At, you know what I mean? Like splitting your time amongst multiple platforms is going to affect the overall product. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. And I think for a lot of people that aren't going to be jumping on next-gen systems this fall, the ability that they'll still be able to play it next year, I think means a lot. So I think it is a good foot forward. I think back to like PS4 generation of how I got Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag on my PS3, but it also came out on PS4 if you had the new gen system at the time. So things like that, I think are perfectly reasonable. Definitely. And, an, and we'll kind of get into when we talk about Roxy's Suicide Squad game of next gen, only how that applies to that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about kind of the tone of this game of Gotham Knights and what we made of it. Um, to me, it struck in a similar note as the original Arkham trilogy, kind of darker within this grounded universe, but still utilizing color in a unique way with these comic book characters what did you think yeah i think it definitely looked like stylized there was one moment in the trailer where you said it looks like concept art where where i think it was batgirl entering the tunnel of ice yeah and i meant that in a compliment in a sense of like i could have seen that shot in like an art book sketch but it felt fully realized within the level right but it looks um stylized like it's not trying to be super photorealistic with its color palette and graphics to it yeah but it it looks really really good in a very specific way that I think is really working for what it is mm-hmm. trying to do. Um, so I think it looks, I think the tone of it looks like exactly what it, yeah. it and should I was be, excited, I guess. <laughs> I was excited to see like 
the, the, the gameplay demo ends with a boss fight against Mr. Freeze, and I was excited to see that that still continues because that was a big part of the Arkham series. And especially in Arkham Origins, the boss fight with Deadstroke was one of the best boss fights in the series mm-hmm. in terms of the gameplay and whatnot. I don't know if you caught this, but if you did, what did you think about um, when it said in, during that boss fight that as you level up your character, depending on when you do the boss fight, the boss will have different moves and you'll be able to counter their moves in different ways? I thought that was really interesting just in terms of creating variety variety in the gameplay and how one experience could be different from another going up against the boss and I also think that could be influenced by whether you're playing in co-op which character each of you are playing as how high leveled are your characters like all those factors it seems like they're really taking all of the all of those things into account with how the gameplay systems will work what did you think I think it sounds really cool the thing I'm curious about and I wonder if you have a take on this is um if you're at completely different level than the other person you're playing with mm-hmm. is it average does it go to the higher level does it go to the lower level and then the higher level person gets less loot like is it a borderland situation right that will depend kind of on what they decide to do i think historically with games like this you would play as the lowest you would play the game of the lowest level character so like if you were rolling a new character and i had suddenly started playing myself we would play on your file Mm -hmm. the interesting question i have is will it be so when we start a co-op game together Will I maintain the progress of our game if I then go try to play by myself? Or will I have kind of a co-op game file and then a single player file if I was going to play it by myself? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's definitely an interesting question. And I would hope that you'd be able to jump in and out of co-op at will as you're going. And I I, I have to imagine I think that's would, what they're going to do. Just because I think, like you mentioned, games like Borderlands 3, I think really seemed line, streamlined that process. Yeah, for sure. It's a thing right now. (laughs) And why make it more cumbersome than it needs to be if it's possible? So I think if they have the ability to do it that way, they will. So fingers crossed for that. Um, Do you have anything specific to touch on with Gotham Knights before we dig into Suicide Squad? Because I think there's some interesting comparisons between the two to discuss as well. I'll save my other thoughts for our comparisons. Okay, sounds good. So getting into Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, Rocksteady's latest game. We saw a really cool cinematic trail trailer depicting the different members of the Suicide Squad and then they do a battle scene and then they inevitably discover that they've been tasked by Amanda Waller to kill Superman who is under the influence of Brainiac in the trailer hence the purple eyes that we speculated on earlier episodes so Claire what were your initial impressions of this trailer kind of a very different tone from yeah. Batman I would say for sure what did you think um I thought I liked the tone of the trailer it felt different mm-hmm. um I thought that for the most part the humor and the interactions with the characters landed um I really like that you can switch between the characters as you're playing if you're playing by yourself with AI yeah, um helping you out with the other characters I think something that most people wished Avengers was doing but they're do you know what I mean? Four player co op, and then you can play on the fly, like you said. Yeah, I think I really like the visual tone of this, mm-hmm. but um, I, I don't really know how to describe it. But from the it trailer, it reminds me of Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, on the yeah, Xbox the visual one tone, of just very goofy, very cartoony colors out the wazoo you know what i mean just a very different tone from what we know from the studio of the arkham series for sure yeah i thought the tone was different too 
Um, I'm excited to kind of see where they go with it. And I'll be, inter I'll be interested to see um, what kind of role like the music might play. Cause it seems like from the, the, the way that it is stylized in the, the visual tone, if they can do some fun things with the background music too, mm -hmm. I think they can really lean into that different tone and uh, kind of set it apart, but in a way that totally works on its own. Yeah, and I wanted to address kind of the comedy within the trailer too, cause I thought the writing quickly made me invested in these characters. Like I was like, oh, King Shark's really funny. Oh, Captain Boomerang Man is kind of an intriguing character. Harley Quinn, obviously very zany and fun. Like, Yeah, and they seem to have a good rapport as a group from what we've yeah, seen. Yeah, which I think is really fun. And like we said, just in this cartoony, stylized world and Metropolis being this colorful backdrop, playground for them to run rampant in i think is really interesting too yeah i also think it, it's interesting how like the backgrounds look cartoony and obviously king shark looks like cartoony because he's a giant shark mm -hmm. but like in terms of the characters faces maybe they don't look like the last of us part two but they do look like realistic and i like that everything um, looks like really well rendered but yeah, yeah it, they're not they're going for that comic book art style and i think they're nailing what they're setting out to do right i will say personally I felt, this is going to sound weird, because I felt disappointed by this trailer, I think, initially, because it just wasn't what I expected from mm -hmm. the studio. I almost wanted a Superman game in the tone of the Arkham series, kind of more serious, more grounded. And you basically got the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, which isn't a bad thing, because like we said on our Suicide Squad news episode several weeks back, I trust Rocksteady, and I trust them to make a good game with an engaging story. But this isn't necessarily the story I was hoping they would make. Mm -hmm. But that being said, I still think it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, for sure. I think so too. I think uh, maybe uh, my reactions to this trailer were a little more positive just because I didn't have that expectation going in that it would be um, that kind of game or like what kind of game I wanted. So I, I just am excited to see what they have. I am. It is interesting that they have the uh, Suicide Talk suicide squad game and the suicide squad movie um mm -hmm. kind of both demoing not demoing but um debuting at the at same event, time yeah. at this event and how they're like they don't seem to be connected and they don't have uh they both have interesting tones and i feel like they're both leaning into kind of like the the zaniness of the characters yeah it's but they're different entities it's interesting too because i think both the game and the movie respectively are doing a great job of making me care about these unlikable characters, mm -hmm. in a sense. You know, these aren't charismatic heroes. We are kind of rooting for the anti-heroes, but they've kind of convinced me that their stories are still worth being told. So that's very interesting. Um, I wanted to touch on your earlier comment that you made when we were discussing Gotham Knights about how that will be cross-gen on the different SKUs of systems, whereas the Suicide Squad title is only next-gen and PC. So how do you think that'll implicate the game on a technical level kind of when it releases? I think by doing that, they're probably going to lean into like just really high graphic fidelity throughout the entire game. Mm -hmm. um, and like how you we were talking about how it's stylized, but it still it looks realistic, but also kind of cartoony. Mm -hmm. And they must have a lot of really interesting visuals that we just haven't seen from what we've seen of this very short right. teaser trailer um, that I bet they're going to do some things that kind of are in the vein of you can only do this in animation kind of like really um they must have some really graphically stunning things what do you think yeah i agree i think there's a lot in terms of graphical fidelity i think they can do with next gen especially in terms of like the different particle effects with the explosions and the addition of ray tracing 
especially with this like oversaturated colorized world with the different lighting effects and things definitely i think um the fluidity of switching between characters i think will also be enhanced by the processing power of next gen and i think assuming it's similar to the arkham games of that we have a large-scale open world to play around in just the scale of the world could be more refined in terms of the textures and whatnot within the world so as you were said really emphasizing that graphical fidelity i think it'll just also allow for a level of polish that they wouldn't be able to attain if they were going to do a cross-gen title right it's also worth noting that this title is being specified as a 2022 game so it's a fair ways out, you know, nowhere near a launch game or launch year. Right. So that's important to keep in mind that I think this game still has a ways to go. Just yesterday, I saw job postings at Rocksteady for different positions to work on Suicide Squad. So I think they're still, I think the game is earlier in development than we would have thought. Right. So, so they probably just have this teaser trailer and the I mean, I'm sure they have more than this, but I don't know. The game's not done. You know what I right. mean? The game is a ways out, and I think that's fine, and I'm excited to see them take their time on it. For sure. It's also worth touching on, uh, we talked about a lot in our speculation episode when this announcement was made with that teaser poster, but I was really excited to see that this isn't a games-as-a-service title in For the sure. way that Avengers is. It's a four-player co-op game, but that you can switch back and forth between the characters and still get that experience in a single-player game, I think bodes really well for what Rocksteady fans wanted in the game. Definitely. What did you think? I think so, too. I think that that is what is missing from the Avengers, in my opinion. Um, That was, like, my number one comment after playing the beta was, it'd be so cool if you could switch between the characters in the middle of a battle. Right, like in Final Fantasy. I think that uh, if they execute it correctly with these different characters, various um, powers, it'll, it'll be really fun. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's what we have to look forward to, especially with this game. Do you have any specific questions about the game that you're kind of wondering about after the announcement? I mean, outside of just... What's the story going to be? How are they going to, you know, how are they going to take down Superman? What are they going to do to get there? Is Are they going to, you know, who are they going to get? Are they going to get other people to help? I don't know. What kinds of questions do you have? Yeah, I'm along the same lines. I'm curious about how, because the title Kill the Justice League, to me, it implies that we're going to see other members of the Justice League, right. be it Aquaman, Batman, Wonder Woman, different characters on the hero side of things, so I'm going to be interested to see how those characters are integrated into the story. I'll also be interested to see if we do see any other members of the Suicide Squad, because they've emphasized that we have the four playable characters of Harley Quinn, um, King Shark, Deadshot, and Captain Boomerang. Boom- Captain Boomerang. Yeah, so we have those kind of four of our main, but I'm curious if we'll see any other villains or anti-heroes within the game. Or if you'll the- Maybe add different characters to your party at various points in the story. That's true. And that makes me kind of think back to in the Arkham games, without spoiling, there were sections of the games where you got a chance to play as Nightwing or Robin briefly within the game. You know what I mean? So I could see them doing something along those lines also. That'd be super cool. I'm excited for this one. It looks really cool. Yeah. I think overall, what were your takeaways from DC Fandom in terms of just the event as a whole? Did you think it was worth people's time? or? Yeah. I think it looks like they have a lot of interesting content coming our way from a variety of media. Um, we get, you know, games, comics, shows, movies. I think it all looks really uh, interesting. And it looks like they're really leaning into kind of crowd-pleasing 
content that we can all enjoy. I didn't, I wasn't disappointed by anything that we saw. Yeah, me too. And I think this event was a really fun one to see, generally speaking. Comic-Con at home was kind of a letdown for me in terms of the announcements, but I felt DC really brought the heat in terms of interesting movie trailers and games for this event. Yeah, for sure. And getting to see WB Montreal's game and Rocksteady's game that we've been waiting for for like years amidst this pandemic was a really exciting moment as a gamer and a comic book fan. Yeah, definitely. They, I, I, as you say, I definitely think that they brought the heat at this event. And it kind of almost made me forget how the last, not the last few movies, but how they did have a, a streak there where a lot of the movies in the universe that came out were not super great. It looks like everything that's about to come out yeah, I came is out, promising. I think I would say we both came out of it of like, oh yeah, DC has a lot of good stuff right now. Like, yeah. Their lineup right now is is very solid and they could have some some hits coming their way this could be the turnaround right especially when we're talking about the batman especially when we're talking about the new wonder woman and these new games from wb and rock city both look fantastic so i think that's the key takeaways i'm sure we'll be talking more about all of these dc properties in the future as more announcements come up um with that thank you so much for listening to this week's episode claire thank you so much for joining me of course it was a lot of fun Some quick housekeeping items. Please subscribe to our show on your podcast platform of choice. We are now officially on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Share the show with your friends. It helps us a great deal. Follow the show at Lukewarm Games on Twitter to get the latest updates on show topics and submit questions to be read on air. With that, have a fantastic week. Cheers and happy gaming.